Hello there, it's Shiashi here. Instead of an entire episode this week, Maggie, Osh, and I decided to each drop a mini episode. We have barely scratched the surface here, and it's easy on our end to get overwhelmed and discouraged. As Indigenous women, we have a calling to spread awareness and help humanize and share the message that Indigenous lives matter. You will definitely get more minis from us, but don't worry. We will be back with a regular full episode with all three of us, but we are changing it up this week. So again, first and foremost, this podcast is about awareness. We are not comedians. We are not investigative journalists. We are three Indigenous women using the public sources available to us to share the stories about Indigenous women that go unnoticed. According to Reclaiming Power in Place, the final report of the National Inquiry into MMIW, Indigenous women are 12 times more likely to be murdered or go missing than any other women in Canada. To put this in perspective, a 2021 census stated that Indigenous people account for 5% of the total population in Canada. Today, I want to bring you guys up to speed about a recent case out of the Canadian city of Winnipeg involving an alleged serial killer targeting Indigenous women. Now, Winnipeg, according to government data, is a city of roughly 750,000 people and has the largest population of Indigenous people in any Canadian city. I will piece this together as best I can because this case is still ongoing and it is really upsetting. In May this year, 2022, Winnipeg police charged 35-year-old Jeremy Skibicki with killing 24-year-old Rebecca Contois. Now, Rebecca was a Crane River First Nation member whose partial remains were found in a garbage bin near a Winnipeg apartment building. Police also learned that some of her other remains may have gone to the landfill during a garbage pickup. During the investigation, detectives were able to establish three more victims, all of them indigenous women who disappeared from the streets of Winnipeg, murdered between March and May before Rebecca's death. Police believed that Rebecca's killer, Skibiki, arrested two days after her remains were discovered, was responsible. He was subsequently charged with these three other murders based on DNA evidence linked to him, but police would not comment on how they believed the women were killed. The police did not provide a motive for the killings. They also did not say how they felt Skibiki had met the victims or whether he had any connection to them before they disappeared. Now, authorities did share that Morgan Beatrice Harris, 39, was killed around May 1st, and Mercedes Myron, 26, was killed around May 4th. Both victims were from the Long Plain First Nation, a reserve about 55 miles west of Winnipeg, and both had previously been reported to police as missing. Morgan's daughters, 21-year-old Cambria and 18-year-old Kira, told a news outlet that their mother was a strong and resilient woman. When she went missing in May, the family searched for her in the following months but turned up no leads. Cambria said she did provide police with a blood sample in September, which was then used to identify evidence linked to her mother. A fourth unidentified victim was believed to have been in her mid-20s and was the first woman who went missing. The police released an image of a black jacket similar to the one she was wearing when she vanished to get tips from the public about who she might be. The local indigenous community has given her the name Buffalo Woman. To be clear, these three women's bodies have not yet been found. What's worse is that even though Winnipeg police believe that the remains of the two women, Morgan and Mercedes, are in a landfill called Prairie Green, Police Chief Danny Smith announced on December 2nd, 
that they will not conduct a search, stating that too much time has passed. According to Police Forensics Unit Inspector Cam McKidd, investigators believe Morgan and Mercedes' remains were brought to the landfill site in the same truckload. He shared that the area has been covered with about 9,000 tons of wet construction mud that stretches back 40 feet deep and that the clay has also become tightly compacted by heavy machinery. Additionally, about 1,500 tons of animal remains and 250 tons of asbestos were strewn throughout the site, which would make it difficult for investigators to identify human remains and pose a health risk to workers. Based on these conditions, he said, quote, the police made the tough decision as a service that this wasn't operationally feasible to conduct a search of this site. I get the logistical challenges here, but if that was my mother, sister, or cousin, or friend, the last thing I would want to know is that their body is lying unrecovered in a landfill. I hear what the police are saying, but I find it extremely difficult to wrap my head around the notion that there's nothing they can do. Since the police announced their decision, Cambria and Kira have been highly vocal about the refusal to search the landfill despite knowing the women's remains are likely located there. According to the Canadian public broadcaster, they shared that the police gave them a PowerPoint presentation explaining why they would not look for their mother. Could you imagine? Kira stated, quote, how can you even fathom the idea to leave them there? These women are deserving of a proper resting place, not to be left alone in a landfill in the dead of winter. It is important to note that Winnipeg Police Chief Smith stated that even though the remains of the remaining three women have not been recovered, police have enough evidence to charge Skibiki with their killings. Jeremy Skibiki has remained in police custody, and his lawyer has told Canadian media that he intends to plead not guilty. Indigenous leaders have joined the family's calls for a proper search, including the chief of the Long Plain First Nation, Kyra Wilson, who said, The message you are sending to the greater community, to the non-Indigenous community, is that Indigenous women don't matter. Cambria and Kira have since traveled to Canada's capital city of Ottawa to meet with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and demand that officials search for Morgan and Mercedes remains at the landfill. Trudeau told them that the federal government is open to providing assistance for the search. Additionally, Chief Wilson is set to meet with the Winnipeg Police Chief to discuss the matter further. In the meantime, the bodies of two women lie alone in a landfill, unable to be properly laid to rest. We'll keep you posted on this case as more details come to light. But for now, send your smoking prayers that the families of Rebecca, Morgan, and Mercedes get justice and that Buffalo woman is identified. Stay safe out there, friends. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.